no, 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 no. When it's really, yeah, 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 yeah. Hello, <laughs> and welcome wow, to the I Vivo like, Wellness Podcast. Are we starting? Okay, that was good. All right, yes. well done. <laughs> welcome to the Vivo Wellness Podcast. My name is Jarrell. Rachel, I won't sing for you, but <laughs> I do have some musical entertainment for you as it comes up in conversation during this episode. There'll so be, I won't yeah. sing, but I'll let other people sing, and we're just going to make this a musical good time today. <laughs> There'll be some little tidbits here and there. Little tidbits, because yes. you don't want me to sing. I'm not good at singing. <laughs> Girl can sing. Um, you'll turn off this episode if I start singing. <laughs> So we are here today, not just to play some music for you and make you feel good, which hopefully we can do that too, but no. we're going to talk about saying no, yes. um, which is really no. challenging. What? <laughs> what did you just say? Nothing. I said yes. And I said, or no. Oh, <laughs> sometimes yeah. you should say yes. And we're going to talk about that as well. Um, so in other words, boundaries, right? When you say no, and when you might want to say no but you should not, because mm -hmm. there are times for those too. Mm -hmm. So I think we'll start with just kind of the general idea, which I think a lot of people struggle with, is how to say no when there is something that someone's asking of you, that it feels like an overextension of your emotional energy, of your time, of your physical energy, or if it's a violation of boundaries in the sense of like maybe for someone else in your life you would agree to do something for them or be there in a certain way but for the person who's asking you're like oh, I don't know if we're that kind of people that I'm going to do this for you and vice versa and so in other words what we would say is that we are going to teach you <laughs> You're welcome. It's well placed. We're going to teach you how to say no to this. Um, like Alexander Hamilton probably should have said. Yes. We're going to, well, while well, Alexander Hamilton did a lot of good things, that probably was a mistake. Um, and so, you know, we're going to try to avoid that or similar situations where probably wasn't the best decision. That for, right. But for the uninitiated, it wasn't a fair. Yes. Right. Uh, like uh, people, some people may not know what you're talking I about. I was actually going to say, like, I went into this being like, everyone listening is going right. to know wrong. Right. So something you should not say no to is I'm going to tell you all to go watch Hamilton on Disney Plus if you have not heard that song and have no idea what that is a reference to. And that is not a thing that you should say no to. Watching it. Watching it. Right. Not the affair. <laughs> Correct. Your partner is not agreeing with you sleeping with someone else just right. clear right. Um, it was very disrespectful what he did to eliza yes so, and eliza are better is an amazing human and if you watch hamilton on disney plus you will understand just how wonderful that woman was and anyway we've digressed we're gonna get back on track now right i was like we could also analyze that in terms of like boundaries and all sorts of things too but i, lo I love her so yeah anyway, <laughs> um, okay so situations in which no is appropriate um kind of just diving more into what we generally said as and uh, like a summary of it is that there's a couple reasons why you are going to want to say no and it's what we said right it's a it's a violation of a boundary in some way mm -hmm. 
Jira, what do you think makes it hard to, because I think what happens for a lot of people is that they have that feeling internally that they're mm -hmm. like, mm, mm -hmm. but they say yes anyway, right? Mm -hmm. And then they're all Alexander Hamilton, like show me how to say no, and then they don't. Um, what do you think makes that hard? Yeah, I think, and you know, maybe telling on myself a little bit, but also I think is pretty common is that people really struggle with disappointing other people um, or having people be upset with them. And so I hear that a lot as like the reason, or even just generally to avoid the mess of conflict potentially. Um, people tend to avoid like setting those boundaries or saying no, because they feel like they, they're much better equipped just to deal with the fallout internally or on their own. I think that's most common in my experience. Yeah, I think that's probably fair, um, mm. especially because it's like the path of least resistance in the moment, right? Yeah. And if you think about it, it's a survival mechanism, right? We're mm -hmm. trying to stay alive and stay you know, intact physically and emotionally. And so if in that moment, it feels like it would be really awful to say no, mm -hmm. but we don't really think necessarily about later on, right? It's just like, oh, I don't want to upset this person now. And so let me just say yes. And like, I'll deal with the rest later, except which is, you know, not necessarily a bad thing in that moment. But later on, I feel like that's when it catches up to you. And you start to feel a little bit like my girl, Taylor. should have said no. I actually just realized that that song is also about an affair and that was not intentional. <laughs> like, so this not is not me. meant to be a double topic. It was not meant episode. to be a double topic. I yeah. am not making a statement on affairs. <laughs> um, it just, when we talked about this topic before we started recording, those were the two songs that came to mind. And I was like, I'm going to play them and then realize that they are both about someone cheating on someone. Wow. Fun. There are other reasons why you should say no. <laughs> yes, there are plenty. So you should say no. We're not just talking about that. But point being is that you get that feeling later on of like existential dread almost of like, why did I agree to this plan? Why did I commit to this? This feels terrible. And honestly, what's funny is that sometimes that can last for days. Mm -hmm. Uh, versus potentially the initial feeling of disappointing somebody, making the assumption that you would even be disappointing them in the first place mm -hmm. is much shorter. So Often, think, yeah. Right? So I think that's something to kind of keep in mind that even though it might feel worse initially, it doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to suffer less if you just give in. Right. Absolutely. So ways to say no right like we've kind of decided hey this is hard it's a difficult thing let's make a plan plans are always helpful in combating difficult situations if you have a game plan that you're going in with it's easier than being caught off guard and you're just like um uh, yeah sure why not yeah so i think the number one thing for me that has made both saying no easier and also hearing no, because I think what you said about disappointment is right. Like you don't want to potentially hurt a person, you know, even if it has no long-term implication on your relationship, right. you don't want to hurt someone's feelings. Right. Um, so for me, 
And I'm going to put a little disclaimer on this before anyone hears anything we say and like comes in hot. All of this is nuanced and everything kind of has an asterisk to it. So when I'm saying this, I'm going to preface it by saying, I mean, with people close to you. I already know what you're going to say. Yes. <laughs> because close I was like, you're friends, stealing what I was going to say. Close friends, family members, partners, someone who matters to you, right? Mm -hmm. and, and knows intimate details of your life as much as you, you know, share between the two of you. I always like to kind of say, hey, I don't think so because, mm -hmm. right? If someone goes, hey, do you want to meet up for coffee? I, I've lost social plans in my head because we don't do them anymore. It's like, what do people do when they get together? Let's go with coffee. And then someone's response is just no. I'm like, whoa, excuse you, <laughs> like, rude. Why are we rude? Like, okay, sorry I asked. I will never talk to you again. It, it, it stings. Versus if someone was like, no, I'm really overwhelmed this week or Friday isn't a good day for me or no, I'm not really feeling like I need to caffeinate, but can we hook up on Sunday? Some something that kind of explains where you are and what's going on for you. It's still the same answer, but it just feels more considerate of the fact that you're not just trying to shut down the other person. And more often than not, someone is going to understand that, right? And they might even come back with something of like, okay, well, I want to see you. So tell me what works for you. Mm -hmm. And that's a way that you can obviously connect with that person, but also can feel like nice and warm and fuzzy because they've obviously they've cared about your boundaries and they want to see you, which always feels nice versus like, oh, this person isn't just trying to fill their schedule. They're actually trying to make time for me. Cool. That feels good. And you yeah. get the warm fuzzies. Um, go back to the asterisk. If it's not the relationship that you feel comfortable sharing details of how you feel or what's going on with your life, I think that's fine too. It just maybe looks like a no thank you or no, I'm sorry, my schedule is packed, but I'll get back to you when I'm more free, whatever. Um, I think that the explanation or the because obviously <laughs> is commiserate with how well you know the person and how much you yeah. want to share. But it does go down a lot easier when it's not just no period. Yeah, I think that like, um, there's, you know, there's the, the Gottman Institute, which is like this large institute that does research on relationships. And one of the things they talk about is like soft entry points into conversations. And this is kind of what that, like this message conveys to me is it's a soft, it's a softer version of no, right? It's like, you're putting it in a context for those people that are really close to you, who you know generally are probably okay, who um, aren't abusive and all these other things, it is helpful to give them a little bit of context to say, no, not really feeling it or this reason or other reason. And that comes off as much softer. And so it, that does allow for more space to like continue whatever the connection or relationship is without so much hurt or vitriol or, or whatever. Um, but yeah, like that, everyone doesn't deserve that or need that, right? And so as Rachel was saying, for those people who you're not as close to, maybe you don't give more um, details. And I think it's also up to you about like what you feel comfortable sharing. Um, you don't have to deliver a paragraph. You know, it could just be a sentence or two. Um, but if you're getting into explaining a lot, 
that's probably because you're feeling nervous and anxious and you can just stop. You can say, you know, this is the reason why I'm saying no and just stop and let them, let them fill in the space and see what they do with that. Um, I think sometimes we get into the habit of working too hard in those moments. Um, and that's really just that anxiety sort of acting out and manifesting in those moments too. Yeah, I'd like to point out that in order to illustrate your point, you referenced the Gottman Institute. And in order to illustrate my point, I referenced Hamilton and Taylor Swift. So just, just I mean, wanted to yeah. point that out as, um, I guess, where we both are today. <laughs> fine. Um, and most days. And most days. <laughs> yeah, I think it's definitely, and I, to kind of go backtrack, I think why we are, prone to just doing the no period is often because we get so overwhelmed mm-hmm. and we just get flustered and you're like no <laughs> and then you just blurt it out and it's like oh okay cool sorry sorry I asked but if you come in with this game plan of saying or even just knowing where you are right because I think yep. anytime you interact with people close to you you have the opportunity for them to ask you for something regardless of what it is just know where you are. Yep. Um, you know, you don't have to anticipate every single thing that someone's going to say, but if you're in a space where you're emotionally or mentally or physically drained, know that going into any interactions and just be ready to essentially go through the day. Like if anyone asks me for anything, my answer is no, mm-hmm. <laughs> I just can't do it unless it is life-changing magic. I'm just, I can't. And know that ahead of time and almost have your answer at the ready in case you are asked. I think a lot of times the no period and also saying yes when you don't want to gets, Mm -hmm. it just, you get flustered. It's just reactive. Right, exactly. It's reactive. So checking in with yourself to just know where you are, I think is really helpful. Yeah. Uh, Go ahead. No, I was going to say that actually dovetails into one of my suggestions. Don't steal mine. Okay. I don't know if this is it. But <laughs> it is um, a yell. Stop. <laughs> one of the one of the ways I find that it's helpful to say no, especially if it's harder for you, um, is to work with the delay method. Um, so instead of feeling the pressure to give an answer in that moment where you feel flustered and like it's just like you, it makes you very anxious. One of the things you can say, which is also a much softer no is to say, actually, hey, let me get back to you tomorrow. And what this does is a couple of things, right? It allows you to reduce the anxiety in the moment, or it doesn't have to be tomorrow, obviously, but like later. Um, It reduces your anxiety in the moment. So it gives you time to gather yourself and figure out what you really want to do and how you want to respond. And two, it also forecasts to the other person that there is a possibility this person could say no. And then that already starts to manage their expectations about your response. And all you said was, I just need a little bit more time. Um, so it can really kind of massage the situation if saying no and offering an explanation right out is really difficult for you. It's something that you can incorporate, you know, as you use all of these ways that we're talking about. Yeah, I will co-sign that with the information that that is one of the biggest things that I had to get used to when I first met Jarrell is because Jarrell takes a long time to make decisions. Yeah, that's true. I do not take a long time to make decisions. Mm -hmm. And it was, I'm not gonna lie, it was frustrating, but I will add that there is a silver lining to it. Like I've gotten used to it, obviously, but there's also a silver lining to it that I actually enjoy. 
This is for people who are maybe on the end of the doing the asking. So if you find yourself in this position, mm -hmm. it's also super helpful is that it is much easier to give additional information when someone is like a, I don't know, let me get back to you versus mm -hmm. a hard no. Yeah. So if it's something where you're really trying to avoid conflict, go with that, even if you're pretty sure, just because it is an easier opening for the other person to add additional information like, okay, let me know because actually this really matters to me. Right. And then you might be like, oh, this isn't just this person asking me to go to dinner or like, oh, this person really isn't a bind. Okay. Mm -hmm. Noted. Let me, let me see what I can do. Versus if you don't have that information, you might just feel like, no, this is just like, this person just wants me to eat a meal with them. Right. Versus like, oh, actually this person's been having a really hard week and they wanted to talk. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah, I need right. to make adjustments because now I have more information about what's happening versus if you had said no, maybe that person isn't going to share that information and then you could potentially have a rift in the relationship or not be there for the person when you would want to be if you just knew it was more than just like, hey, let's just casually get together. Right. Yeah, that's a very good point. And so I think that's definitely a space where a lot of people, and, you know, we'll touch more on that, more information might change someone's mind. And so the more you can be open and create that space to have that dialogue, mm -hmm. the more you're really going to understand what it is you're being asked and why. And sometimes that really does make a difference, right? Sometimes it just mm -hmm. doesn't. If you're like, Hey, I am someone who's terrified of heights and someone's like, want to go bungee jumping. I don't know. That might not matter, but <laughs> most people probably aren't asking you to do like death defying stunts. So the nuance of it may really make a difference in your decision and creating that opening where your initial instinct might be no, but saying, let me get back to you. You might just naturally get that additional information without it feeling harsh. Mm -hmm. That was not mine, by the way. Okay. So feeling it. Good. Another thing which kind of leads into more of the second part of this is keep a no tally, which is going to sound weird. And I don't actually mean like on a piece of paper, but just if it's somebody who you care about or it's something you care about, just kind of keep a mental note of how often you're saying no. Mm. You can't really say no to the same friend over and over again and expect them to still include you in plans, for example. Yeah. Um, you know, obviously without any type of extenuating circumstances, if you are ill or have experienced a loss or just going through a hard time generally, like that's obviously different. Hopefully they're understanding that. Right. But if it's something where you just get this particular person who's always catching you on a bad day or you're just like, oh my God, you always ask me to do this thing on Sunday and Sundays are hard. Anyway, whatever it is, make sure you're not putting all your nose in one basket. Mm -hmm. If that, if it's something where you're, you've tried to connect with this person, I don't know, maybe two, three times and it keeps not working out because you have to set that boundary, maybe just be a little bit more mindful to be more open or to even suggest an alternative rather than just saying no, because that's also how no can not erode your relationship, right? You can say no and still have it be fine. Yeah, is yeah. if you're always saying no, that starts to feel just not great regardless of how you're saying it to the other person. Right. So I would say just keep a little bit of a no tally. Um, and it's also something that if you find yourself always saying no, where you're like, oh, wow, I've actually said no to this person six times. 
maybe there's something there that you need to reassess of like, do you need to be clear about the relationship expectations? Is there something in that relationship that isn't helpful to you? What's going on there? So maybe you also can stop being in the position where you keep having to say no to the same person. Yeah. I was just going to, I was going to add that. So I'm glad that you said that. Um, yeah. And just, I wanted to pull the thread a little bit on this idea of like um, offering the alternative because the way I often think about that is even in your no, there can be a yes. Um, so a yes, huh? Annoyance, annoyance. I was like, what is happening? There's a yes and the no. Yes. Okay, right. Okay. So it's like it's kind of this idea of offering the suggestion or just thinking about what can I say yes to. So no, I don't want to go to dinner, but let me call you after I get done with work. Right. Or let's no, I, I don't want to hop on FaceTime. Why don't you just text me? Right. So you're finding, and this is like more of the general kind of boundaries things. If something doesn't work for you, it try and think in a vision, especially for relationships you want to maintain, right? Try and think of ways that you can find a yes. Right. Um, whether it's like you've said no to this person six times or um they like Rachel was saying, they keep asking about something that just doesn't work for you. Try and find that yes. Um, and that will go a really long way because I think it shows that you care enough to offer that alternative, make a suggestion because you want to continue to invest in the relationship. Yeah, I would add transparency too as just like mm. an bold and underlying thing in the sense of that there might be situations where you keep saying no to someone or someone keeps saying no to you and it has nothing to do with you. It just, right. you keep repeating the same problem. So if there's something where you're always busy Thursday evenings, for example, and again, post COVID world, if someone keeps asking you to do something on Thursday, you're probably gonna keep saying no, right? If you have book club on every Thursday night and people are like, Thursday night's my night off, let's go out. And you keep saying no, mm -hmm. but don't offer that explanation that's actually right. very it's going to get misconstrued. So you can say like, Hey, listen, I want to see you, but I have book club Thursday night. And with the kind of, you know, extra boundary in there of like, and I'm not missing that. Right. What other time works for you? Or like, let's connect on the weekend or even just generally speaking, different people have different ideas of when is a good time to socialize yeah. and they don't necessarily know your schedule, right? It used to be very easy when we were younger because socialization happened after school and on weekends, because that's what your parents let you do. Mm -hmm. Now people are grown people and everybody has different schedules. And sometimes people are busy in the evenings, but not in the morning. Sometimes they're, they don't have the weekends off, but we can't know that all the time. And mm -hmm. so I think sometimes we're afraid of, judgment or looking like we're outside of the norm you know if you're not free on saturday night like everyone seems to be for example and so we don't share but actually it's helpful to share because then you can stop being in that situation and the other person knows it's not about them and right. so it might be just plans in general or maybe it's plan specific right like maybe you're actually not free on saturday until 4 p.m Right. But if someone keeps asking you to lunch, maybe you're like, Hey, can we just do dinner? Like, actually, you know, I do this on Saturday mornings or afternoons. Can we do dinner instead? Or can we do Sunday? Right. Mm -hmm. Or another day. Um, and I also think explaining things that are important to you 
and they're therefore an important part of your schedule also can help you get closer to the other person. Yep. Like, hey, actually, I'm gonna let you in on this cool thing I do every week and time I block out for me. And now you know a little bit more about me. And look, there's another point of conversation or something that I can share with you. And also, I don't have to keep saying no to you when you keep asking me to spend time with you during the time that I'm busy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, totally. Transparency is good. And mm -hmm. I think it's funny because we often, like I said, don't share because we think we're going to be judged. But actually, more often than not, what people think when you don't share tends to be more problematic to much much worse right because yeah. people tend to think like oh it's about me or oh they're selfish and but no just and that's not a knock on you necessarily just that's what we do as people right tell somebody why and then maybe they will even support you right or remember that for the future so to switch gears when to not say no i don't have a song for this also like this double negative is killing me I know, but like I want to say yes doesn't go with the theme of I know. the podcast of no. Like we're focused on no. I don't have a song about not saying no. Mm -hmm. Do you have a song about not saying no? Is there a song about saying yes? I have no idea. Peloton is doing a year of yes series with Shonda Rhimes. That's all I got. Gotcha. <laughs> That could be another podcast episode of like, there's a lot of songs about saying no or that people wish they should have said no, but there's not a lot of songs about saying yes. I'm gonna, we're gonna end this and I'm gonna think of seven about like saying yes or not saying no. Anyway, right. This was, I was not well prepared for this, but there are times that even when you want to say no, you should not. Mm -hmm. And we kind of alluded to that a little bit when we talked about someone giving you additional information. You got to be there for your people sometimes. Yeah. And maybe that's a one-off thing. Um, what comes to mind there always is helping someone move. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. moving is terrible. Yeah. I just feel like that's kind of the one thing, not just the one thing, but like a big thing that universally no one really likes. Right. But if you have a good friend or close family member and they ask you to help them move, you should probably help them move. Mm -hmm. It's also something that I think we all do at least once in our lifetime. And so yeah. it's like very much reciprocated yeah. in some way. But I don't want to help anyone move. Right. That is never a thing I want to do. I don't care when you ask me. I don't want to. Right. But I will, to the best of my ability, if people close to me ask, because you just got to. And that is part of what I think sometimes gets lost because we tend to take things too far as humans. Um, please view the blog post that I link to in everything about how we take things to extremes when actually the real answer is somewhere in the middle. But... Mm -hmm you just have a responsibility if you want to maintain a close relationship with somebody to sometimes suck it up. Yeah. And that can be from something to anything from wanting to help them move, which not really wanting to help them move, but wanting to help them move because you like them to showing up for their important moments. Mm -hmm. um, right. I'm thinking somebody who might not be a kid person and might choose not to have children. If your closest friends son has a first birthday party and it's full of screaming kids like maybe you suck it up 
Mm -hmm. That's a thing you suck it up for. Yeah, it's not fun. And you might enjoy it. It might not be a thing where you're like miserable every second of the day, but it would not be your preferred activity, but you show up for that person because that's important to them. Yeah. You just got to. Otherwise, you can't have that level of close relationship and you can't expect somebody to show up for you. Right. So obviously sticking with the middle, this can't be everything, mm-hmm. but I challenge you that if it's something that you struggle with, where it's like, oh, maybe I'm not showing up for my people. Think of the things that are most important to them and ask yourself, are you present in whatever way you can be for those things? Right. And you know, you don't have to be perfect. Everybody has a life and has circumstances in which they might not be able to be present for a little while, but for the most part, like you should be showing up. And if it falls in one of those categories, I think that's a very different situation than someone like, hey, you want to grab a drink. And I think it's important to distinguish between the two of those. Yeah. And I'll just add the footnote to that of your showing up doesn't have to look like the way that person wants you to show up either. Um, Sometimes it can be, but it doesn't always have to. And that's kind of going back to that point of like finding your yes, Right. right? If being at that I don't know, just using the example, if being at that first birthday party is going to be torturous to you, um, how could you contribute or show up or support them in a ways that was less difficult for you? Like, could you just show up for 30 minutes? Maybe you go, you are there at the start, but maybe not for the three hours after where all the kids are running around, right? Like thinking about how you can show up, um, I think is, is an important thing to mention with respect to that. Yeah. And I think that also is a good point because it goes back to that transparency thing. Mm -hmm. Have a conversation with someone to navigate that because Mm -hmm. there are things that someone is like, yeah, that compromise is cool. And then there are going to be things where it's like, no, that's actually Mm -hmm. not okay. Um, And you should know the difference, right? Because I think a reasonable person is going to have things in kind of three categories, right? The things that maybe aren't that serious, like, hey, let's see a movie. No, I don't feel particularly strongly about this movie. I just want to see you. So it could be something else or on another day versus the things that matter more, but there's some compromise that can be present, right? Like the birthday party example, where it's like, hey, I'm going to come, but I'm going to leave before all the kids get hopped up on sugar. Mm -hmm. Um, And there are things in a third category that are kind of non-negotiable, right? And this might be like someone's graduation day, right? Maybe they need you to be there for their graduation day or for even not just happy occasions because we've been using those as examples, but like maybe a family member passed away and they're like, yeah, I hear you. Funerals make you uncomfortable, but like, I need you here. Right. And having that conversation allows everyone to be on the same page of which category the thing is falling into So you can assess accordingly, like, what do I need to say here in order to make myself comfortable and preserve the relationship at the same time? Right. Yeah. Um, I would also say, like, as another example of a time um, where you should not say no, um, is sometimes to yourself um, and just, like, things that you need to do in order to take care of yourself, even if you don't feel like it. Sometimes you don't get to say no. Yep. You know, um, and whether that's like showering, brushing your teeth, doing things to take care of your health and wellness, um, exercising, movement, like whatever it is, you don't always get to say no just because you don't feel like it. Sometimes we have to say yes to those things because 
they will benefit us greatly. And so sometimes we do have to sacrifice the momentary discomfort or even disgust <laughs> um, in order to do something that's actually really good for us. And um, sometimes good things don't feel good. Sometimes they feel hard and that's okay. So sometimes we got to push through. Yeah. Uh, this could be a whole nother podcast episode. Maybe yeah. one day it will be. But yes, underlying, bolded, big capital letters. There are just some things that it doesn't matter if you don't want to. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, nuance. We're not trying to go to extremes. We're like, if you're sick in bed and dizzy, you should push yourself to the bike ride that you planned. But if it's a day where you're like, I just don't feel like it. Well, okay, but you have to exercise, right? That's important for your health. Doesn't matter what kind of exercise. Right. Doesn't matter necessarily on what day you do it, but you Mm -hmm. have to do it. Mm -hmm. So if it's all or nothing, like that's the part you don't get a choice in Mm -hmm. if you want to take care of yourself, right? Right. Like like you said, you need to shower. Mm -hmm. Um, You need to eat some kind of vegetable sometimes, Mm -hmm. (laughs) right? It just, these are things that just go along with being a human and taking care of yourself and avoiding a lot of pain later on, potentially, mm-hmm. right? Like you don't necessarily get to opt out. Um, I guess you can accept the consequences later, right. but you don't get to opt out. Um, and I think noticing that is important because rather than saying no, the effort should go towards how can I get myself to do it? But I think often people are like, well, but I don't want to. You don't have to want to. Right. Sometimes you still just do. Right. Sometimes you just have to do. And it's like going to the dentist, right? That is always my go-to because I never want to go to the dentist. But like, you have to go to the dentist. (laughs) So you figure out how to get yourself to the dentist. And sometimes it's like that. And sometimes it will be easier. Mm -hmm. There are just certain things that exactly that when it comes to taking care of yourself, you don't get to opt out of. Yeah. I would also kind of do a spin on that of another thing that is more internal working on yourself, but related to another person is you don't get to opt out of issues in the relationship that someone else is telling you needs to be fixed. And again, before anyone comes in hot at me, it doesn't mean that when someone says, stop doing this thing, you have to go, yes, of course, I'll stop doing this thing immediately. But if someone, close friend, family, partner, whoever, says to you like, hey, here's an issue we're having. Like, this is not okay. This hasn't been okay. This is kind of a big thing. Like, we got to talk about this. There are things you can do to make it comfortable and do it on your terms, but you don't get to say no. Mm -hmm. If you want to keep the relationship, right? Right, I was going to say, or you go. Right, or that's right. Right. So I see that a lot sometimes where, because it's that conversation or someone saying that to you just sucks. It just does. It doesn't feel it doesn't feel warm and fuzzy. And sometimes you also don't agree. <laughs> the, right. the person's like, hey, you've been, you know, really distant or dismissive and you're sitting there like, no, I have not. I have acted normally. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's really easy to say, no, like that's not what's going on, bye. Which that might be your experience and that's more than valid, but that's not the person's experience who you're talking to. And just saying, no, that's not the case, or no, I don't like this conversation, doesn't make it go away. Right. So you don't have to agree. You don't have to do exactly what they say is the second they say it. But that is also another thing that 
you know, with the disclaimer of you don't have to keep the relationship, I guess. But if you want to keep the relationship, if someone says something to you like that, that you guys need to work out interpersonally, that is not a thing you get to opt out of entirely. Yeah. It's the, yeah, it's that, it's the idea of turning towards instead of turning away. Yeah. Right. It's like, if you have the opportunity to turn towards someone, do it and figure out how you can do it and how you can work through it. Um, even if like you don't agree or if it feels wrong, again, it's kind of that idea of like trying to find the yes or the, like the win-win kind of dynamic is like, how can everyone walk away from this interaction feeling better than when it started? And like, that's the goal. Yeah. And it's not about, and I see this with couples I work with all the time. It's not about that someone has to like change what they're doing or right. give in to the other person. It's that both sides have to matter. Yeah. And what ends up happening is if the, someone brings something up and is like, Hey, I feel like you've been very distant recently. And I, I just, I haven't felt great. And the other person who doesn't think that they've been acting differently is like, no, I haven't. Like, you're just perceiving it wrong. Like you're being weird or that's, you know, you're crazy, whatever, whatever someone's going to say. Mm-hmm. Okay. But the, the person's now feelings what? have to still matter, right? Like they yeah. still feel that way. And right. even if you don't agree, like it still has to make a difference and it still has to be discussed because both people's feelings have to matter, right? You made it known that you don't think that that's a fair accusation, but the person who originally shared their feelings, that matters too. So it might just be a conversation where you're coming to a mutual understanding of why each person's engaging in a certain way or why someone feels differently than the other person, but like it has to be addressed to make the person feel as if it matters. Um, Otherwise, yeah, I, I don't know. I feel like you put kind of like a clock on that relationship because I can't imagine that could get sustained for that long, to be honest. Yeah. And, you know, as we're saying all this, I can't help but like want to, even though you said it a couple of times, but to double down on like the disclaimer of what we're talking about are normal, like relatively healthy situations, mm-hmm. right? We're not talking about uh, relationships in which there are abusive dynamics. We're not talking about you know, a political party inciting violence at a capital and another not and saying like, oh, like you just need to say yes to them. No, we're not saying that. What we're saying is in normal everyday occurrences, there's going to be those times where you have to compromise with someone who's close to you. And, um, you know, you have to figure out the path forward. So if anyone is listening and they're saying, like, oh, well, you know, you always have to give an explanation to someone. Nope, we didn't say that. Listen to it again. Um, put down the keyboard. Um, but don't, ask. <laughs> don't at me. Um, but like, yeah, in these relationships, they're generally healthy, that are pretty normal. There's going to be that tension. You have to find a way to work through it, even if you don't agree. And so that's really what we're saying. Yeah. And I would also add to that disclaimer that we're also not talking about when you've already had these boundary conversations right? and you've done all of this mm-hmm. and you followed our steps to the letter, including playing Hamilton and Taylor Swift. And the person is still not respecting that, right? Like I'm thinking of the, a situation and it doesn't necessarily have to be as crazy as trying to overthrow the government. Right. But I'm thinking of a situation if if you said, going back to our previous example, 
you know, hey, I know you're off on Thursdays, but I have book club every Thursday night and I'm just, I don't want to miss that. Let's figure out another time to spend time together. It's really important to me and I don't want to skip it. And then they keep saying, oh, but come on, like, why not? Like Thursdays, it's my day off. Like just skip one, one week won't matter. A no period is probably fine there. I'm just laughing because I'm thinking about what my response would be in that situation. <laughs> what would your response be? I'd be like, look here, I done told you several times what the situation is. What's wrong with you? Yeah. Because like, stop. <laughs> it, it is. And again, and it's frustrating as hell, man, when that happens. Yeah, and I sure. think you are entitled to express that frustration, right? Mm -hmm. Maybe not the first time. If the person doesn't know, they don't know. You can't get mad right. at them when they don't know. Right. But if you've set that boundary and been open with the other person and expressed what your feelings are and that there's an important reason that you're not being able to do this thing and they have not come back with, but this is the most important Thursday night of my life and I need you to be there. The no period works in situations right. like that because they're also not respecting your boundaries, right? right? At a certain point, it's like, I don't know what else I have to say to you. Like, no, right. I'm tired. No, I've said all the things. You have the information. The answer is just no. Please refer to our previous conversation as per my last email. Right. Um, right. And yeah. I think it's also true in situations in which, like we said before, we're also assuming that not only is this a healthy relationship, but this is a close relationship that both of you agree is of importance, right? right. Um, you know, if there's something where the uh, friend disconnect kind of or mismatch kind of happens where someone thinks you're much closer than you are. I think it's good to have that conversation, but I also think in situations like that or with like coworkers who sometimes can be too nosy, mm -hmm. I don't know that you need to give them the same explanation that you would give, you know, your sister. Mind your business. That's all. Just mind your business. Oh, actually, thanks. Well done. Yeah. See, we should have played that. <laughs> but that's, that's a visual thing too, though. Like, it is. It's very much a visual thing. I really need the visual for that. Yeah. But yeah, it, that you don't need to be harsh or rude if you don't feel the situation warrants it but I also don't think you need to explain the importance of your Friday night routine with your family to a co-worker who wants you to get drinks that you're like I don't even sure I know your last name right or that so, I care right <laughs> so I'm not putting forth the effort right and so calibrating that of like right. how much energy are you putting into the nose or the not nose in order to maintain a relationship should be equivalent to how important the relationship is to you. And you don't know, you don't owe anyone anything unless you owe someone something, right? Like I think you owe your partner more effort than you owe the nosy coworker. Right. But if it's a nosy coworker, like, I don't know that you owe the nosy coworker anything than like a basic level of respect. And right. so you don't have to. Right. Jarrell, do you have a musical number to close this out? started it with a musical number so i figured i'd give you the opportunity to end with a musical number so long farewell <laughs> avidas and goodbye to you and okay. you and you and you and you are those the lyrics i have no idea i have no idea <laughs> i think so <laughs> you know what close enough yes <laughs> Thank you to everyone who joined us for this episode. We hope you will do so again. If you wish to connect with us, you can find us on social media, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. That's it. We don't do the other things. At Viva Wellness NYC. 
And we hope that you have a great rest of your day. Bye.